Today, I want to talk to you about a topic I titled Yield. Can someone say yield? The art of working together. I started thinking about this, I think, like last week, uh, because <clears throat> I don't know if you've noticed, but almost, almost every day, um, there's a headline of a man in power sexually assaulting a woman. I just started to think, like, what's happening in culture? Like, uh, after all these years, these, this has been going on for a long time, but now it's starting to come out to the light. And so men in power have been oppressing women, at least in, in general, but in the workforce in this case, um, women who are trying to succeed in their career. Now, if you know statistics, if you know uh, uh, certain things, you know that uh, statistics say that men usually go for jobs that give you status, and then normally women would go for jobs that are relational, that deal with people more in a relational way. And that's been the norm, but the current is changing now. The culture is changing. And so what's happening with that is that women are still treated the same way, but, but women, they've never been, uh, they've always been women of God. They've always been created in the image of God. But now the current is changing, and so things are coming out to the light because women are more empowered today. And so women are treated unfairly. They're treated uh, like they're not people, like they don't have a voice, like, they, like there's no freedom, um, or they, they, they don't have any power in these positions. Um, also, you, you know, the culture is, as you know, the culture of the world is not God's kingdom. Amen. Hello, Captain Obvious. So the culture of the world is not God's kingdom. So what drives the culture of the world normally is sin. So sin drives the culture of the world. And in the kingdom, righteousness drives the, the culture in the kingdom. Amen? So sin drives the culture in the world. So we can't look for consistencies there. It's always going to be all messed up and weird and things happening. But in the kingdom, there should be more consistency. And there is because righteousness should drive us. Not sin, not self-gain, not positional power, but God's kingdom and his righteousness. Amen? So uh, the bad word here today that we're going to talk about, if you haven't caught on yet, the bad word, bad in the world and sometimes bad in the church, the bad word, are you ready, is submissive or to submit. That's a bad word. Oh, my God, he said it, right? That the, the word submit has such a bad taste in, in our culture, uh, you know, out in, and about in the world. And even in the church culture today, that word has such a bad taste. Because why? Because people have abused it. Amen. Men have abused it. Church leaders have abused it. And therefore, it has a bad taste. But you know what? God put it in his word. And I want us to be the type of people that when we read God's word and when we look at the words that God uses, that we wouldn't be afraid of them, that we would actually adopt them into our own world, but that we would actually know the truth behind these things. Uh, so when man gets a hold of this word, it causes pain and it causes oppression and it causes control and hurt. This is a word that not only God talks about, but he actually commands us to be people that submit and that are submissive. I want this word for us to be special, to be a healthy word in our lives. And hopefully, hopefully, say hopefully, 
Hopefully after today, it will be a healthy word for you. Amen? Because it is for me. True submission, right off the bat, true submission. You should write notes. True submission gives you a voice. True submission gives you, it empowers you. And there is definitely freedom. Which is almost like an oxymoron when you think about, it's counter like intuitive. When you think, if I submit, do I have freedom? How does that work if I'm submitting under a, a, a God, if I'm submitting under authority? How is there freedom in that? And I'll explain that and hopefully answer that today. So again, true submission gives you a voice, it empowers you, and it gives you freedom. You can even choose not to be in submission. Amen? There's consequences for it. God commands it. He says, you will be better when you do, but you have the freedom. I will talk to you about how my wife and I relate. How we've learned over the years of 10 years of marriage, which is a lot today. Hello? It's, it's a lot today. Today, marriages last three to five years. And I'm not talking about just out there. I'm talking about in general. So I'll talk to you about how we deal with these ideas and how we have learned. You know, how I have learned, basically, is what I'm going to talk about. How I have learned from the word, from Jesus, from God, about authority and submission. Somebody say amen. Husbands should learn. Wives should learn. Leaders and followers, managers and employees should learn. In the kingdom, there exists an art of submission. It creates a healthy way of working together. Praise God for that. But who submits to whom? This is really important. The way that the Bible describes it is so amazing. There's submission to God. That's number one. Number one, you should know there's always has to be a surrender and a submitting under God. And our will, our dream, everything should be submitted under God. Then there is, according to the Bible, submission to God-appointed authority. I'm going to say that again. Number two is there's submission to God-appointed authority. And then the third thing that the Bible talks about, these are things from the Word of God, nothing I've made up. There is submission to each other. Number one, submission to God. Number two, submission to God-appointed authority in your life. And three, submission to each other. Amen? We're going to break all that down. Let's go to James chapter 4, verse 7. Um, I'm, I'm going to read the New King James on this one. And then the rest will be uh, NLT, New Living translation, say amen when you have it. Short little verse, but powerful. It says, therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Submit to God immediately is protection. Therefore, submit to, you cannot resist the devil if you're not submitting to God. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Amen? Somebody say amen. amen. The biblical definition of submission, listen, is to yield to someone else in authority. 
The biblical definition of submission is to yield. Do people know how to yield? Do you know how to yield? So you drive, right? You know how to yield? Uh, uh, a stop sign is not yield, by the way. Most of us yield at a stop sign. Somebody say amen or nah. Most of us do that, but there is a yield out there, right? When two cars are coming together to, to a merging road, somebody has to yield or we're going to have an accident and we're going to have problems. So somebody, either this person on the left or this person on the right, as they're coming on this merging lane, somebody has to yield. And somebody has to say, go ahead, take this one, brother. <laughs> go ahead and take this one. True biblical submission is, is about priority. Do we prioritize the will of God in our life? It's about prioritizing. Are we submitting before God? Jesus had this dilemma. You know it. I say it almost every other weekend. Jesus said, I don't want to, I, I wonder if there would be another way to do this whole redemption thing, Father. I wonder if there would be another way. But nevertheless, right, your will be done. So here is the car example. Here is the father. Here is the son, Jesus Christ. And they're coming to a merging lane. And Jesus is saying, hey, father, if there is another way, I'd like to maybe take the lead on that and do it differently, if possible. The father says, you know, I'm adding to it, of course, you know we need the perfect blood of a sacrifice to redeem these beautiful children of mine. Jesus says, nevertheless, let your will be done. Go ahead and take the lead, Father. And the Bible says that Jesus was, listen to this, Jesus was obedient unto death. It's not pretty all the time, but it's the perfect plan of God. And I'll get into why it's so healthy to be under submission and authority. It's healthy. Jesus did it. He is the perfect picture of true submission. Like I said, he was obedient unto death. He submitted to the Father. He also submitted to the calling over his life. And he led his disciples with a humble heart. There is a responsibility on both parties. The authority has a responsibility, maybe even more so than the person yielding and following. But they both partner up. Is the father greater than Jesus? No. So authority doesn't make you greater necessarily. It just gives you a different role. He submitted to the father. He submitted to his call. And he led with a humble heart. I love Jesus. Do you love Jesus? I want to be more like Jesus. I want to lead like Jesus. Amen? Submission is not a power struggle to get our way. Submission is not a power struggle to get our own way. But a humble heart that puts others before ourselves. This is all biblical. This is all biblical. The Bible always said, submit to one another the Romans, the book of Romans says, put other people's interests before yours. 
Submission is not a power struggle to get our way, but a humble heart that puts others' interests before ourselves. We yield our will, our interests, even our dreams under the authority of God. God, who is so good, in return gives us freedom, gives us a voice, empowers us to fulfill our destiny. He gives us purpose. He blesses us. He gives us gifts. All because we have submitted under authority. This is what the Bible says. It's so clear to me now. He gives grace to the humble and resist the proud. If you're proud, it's because you think you can do it on your own authority, but you can't. You need to submit under God so that he can give you the, not the saving grace. This is not the saving grace. This is the grace to function in the kingdom. That's why he says he resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. Why is that person being blessed? Why are they in position? Why are they doing great things for God? Because they have humbled themselves under authority And God has given them the functional grace, not the saving grace, the functioning grace to do the will of God in his kingdom. That is good. That is so good. Praise God. He doesn't suppress us, oppress us, or control us. He doesn't, man, this is authority I'm talking about. This is Submitting. This is what I'm talking about, being submissive. He doesn't oppress us, suppress us, or control us. He actually lifts us up. We submit, he exalts. Are you with me? When, he, when we don't submit, he resists. It's unhealthy for him to lift you up and exalt you if you're not submitted. It's unhealthy. He'll destroy you. You understand? He gives you position and you don't know how to submit. It'll destroy you. So God is wise. He's smart. He's intelligent. He's perfect. So he knows when you submit, I'll give you all the grace you need to be active in the kingdom. Write this down without willing, sacrificial Submission, listen to the words, these are not just coincidental words. Without willing, sacrificial submission to God, it is difficult, if not impossible, to accomplish our destiny. Without willing, sacrificial submission to God, it is difficult, if not impossible, to accomplish our destiny. Satan's fall and his ongoing still now rebellion is a manifestation of his refusal to submit to God. Satan's fall and his ongoing rebellion is a manifestation of his refusal to submit to God. And he likewise will tempt you as well and me. All of a sudden, It can be subtle. It doesn't have to be this I hate church and I hate God thing. It can be subtle. All of a sudden, I'm submitted under my career more than I am under God. 
All of a sudden, I'm submitted under uh, financial gain rather than God. All of a sudden, I'm submitted under hobbies rather than God. I need to be submitted fully under God. You want the grace for God to use you? Submit yourself totally under God. And what he will do with you will be better than what you can do on your own. Submission is protection for the journey. Submission doesn't prevent you from struggle and trial and tribulation. It just gets you to the destination. It's the protection, the leading that you need to get from point A to point B all the way to Z. It's protection for your life. 2 Peter 2.10, if you can put it up, I'll just read it. He is especially hard. Listen to this verse. He is especially hard. God is especially hard on those who follow their own evil, lustful desires, and who despise authority. These people are proud and arrogant, daring even to scoff at the glorious ones without so much as trembling. And God is hard on these people. They go after their own evil, lustful desires, and they, dis- they hate authority. These people are so proud and arrogant that they even will mock angels. That word for glorious ones is angels. But we are not those people, amen? We are people that are submitted under God. We surrender our life under God. We submit our lives under God. He is our Father. He protects us. We're good under His wing. Amen? We're happy and joyful in the shadow of the Almighty. (laughs) Praise the Lord. That is submission under God. The next thing is submission to God-appointed authority. Husbands and wives, please listen. And single people, you too. Single, write more notes than the married people, maybe. I don't know. Submission under God-appointed authority. This is healthy submission, y'all. Not control, oppression, and, 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 and oppression, and depression. None of that. Submission in this case works exactly the same way. There is an authority to submit to. But that authority must, especially if it's Christian, must give you a voice, freedom, and empower you. Lift you up the same way that God does with his church, the God-appointed authority. Listen to me. Must give you a voice, freedom, and empower you. It is not, again, it is not a power struggle of decision-making. It is the yielding of one's will to another. You with me? Amen? So when me and Cynthia, when we get into our extreme fellowship, and you got to run out like, man, I'm so mad. I'm going to go for a walk. Talk to Jesus. Some. Mad. We sit at the table and it's time for decision making. 
Authority doesn't make all the decisions. We partner together. It's not a power struggle to see who gets their way. She won. She made that decision. Oh, you think you're all the authority now or what? No, position doesn't change because someone had a better idea than you. Husbands, say amen. Carlos just put his head down. I don't know what happened. <laughs> it is the same exact way. When me and Cynthia sit at the table and we say, look, this is, when she says, look, this is what we need to do with our finances. I feel like if we do this, we budget this way, blah, blah, blah. Boom, boom. This is what we should do. And I'm like, it's a great idea. I may not agree or think we can do it that way, but it's a good idea. Let's do it. What does it mean that now I'm not the husband? That now I'm not the head? If anything, I should step up more and say, we're going to pray into this because I'm the spiritual leader of my home. I am the head of the household, so I need to protect my wife. Right? And then give her all the credit. What does the father do with Jesus? The father says, look, you need to submit and go to the cross. Jesus goes to the cross. He dies and resurrects. And what does the father do? He exalts him above everything. He exalts him. He honors him. Name above every name. Jesus Christ. And Jesus walks, Revelation chapter 5, and says, I'll take the scroll, Father, and I'll break the seals, Lord, and I will bring your people redemption, God, and I will give heaven a new song, Lord. The Father exalts. That's the same way authority works, husbands. The same way. The same way. A husband has a big responsibility, if not more than his wife. We want our wives to submit. You better submit, girl. You better su- the, Bi- the Bible said you better submit to me. I'm the. Uh, you guys think I'm. You, think, you guys think it's a joke what I'm saying. This is real life. You get. Bless you. You get taught like that sometimes. And you walk into marriage like, all right, is the house clean or what? Uh, uh, the dishes, uh, the food is done or what? You better submit, girl. Shoo. Or I'm out. Her wife's like, good luck, buddy. You've gotten a little overweight. I don't know. <laughs> we want our wives to submit. Yet we have not fully submitted to God. <laughs> That's funny. You know what that's called, right? Hypocrisy. Women of God, though, listen to this. From your end, submission has the power to move mountains. Now prove it with the word. Write this down. This statement is probably going to live with us for a long time. Write this down. Submission is a volunteer position. Submission is a volunteer position. How do I get my wife to submit to me, pastor? Wrong question. How can we get you to submit more to God? 
The single people love it. God appointed authority. That's why single ladies, don't just date whoever. Let God appoint that person for you. You know it ain't right, but you're there. Well, we'll work it out. We'll figure it out. In marriage, everything just aligns, right? Nah. It's worse. I tell couples, look, if you're fighting now, the volume's going to turn up in marriage. If you can't communicate right now, you can't be open with who you're dating right now in marriage, volume 11, all the way up. Nothing could, no, I'm just kidding. Only one person got that. How do I get my wife to submit, Pastor? She's just, oh, she's not the Proverbs 31 woman that I thought she was. <laughs> You can't get anyone to submit to you. Are you silly? You can't get anyone to submit to you. It's a choice. It's a choice of that person. Now, is there benefits? Yes. If there's consequences for not submitting? Yes. But it's a choice. Did God force you to submit to him? Huh? Or did he love you right into submission? (laughs) This goes for pastors, leaders. This is husbands. God appointed authority in your life. But it comes with so many benefits when you submit. Again, submission is a volunteer position. Make that t-shirt, Belen. Submission is a volunteer position. Yet it comes with so many amazing benefits. You will have protection. You will have a voice. And you will experience amazing freedom. Wife, check this out. First Peter chapter 3. Let me know when you're there. We're going to read verse 1 through 7. Oh, I love this. Oh, I love this. This is the power of submission. Check this out, ladies. Healthy. Wives, look at. Wives, likewise, be submissive to your own husbands. That, in, that even if some do not obey the word... They, without a word, may be won by the conduct of their wives. When they observe your chaste conduct accompanied by fear, do not let your adornment be merely outward, arranging the hair, wearing gold, and putting fine apparel. It doesn't say not to do it, just listen. Verse 4, rather let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. For in this manner, in former times, the holy women who trusted in God also adorned themselves, being submissive to their own husbands, as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters you are if you do good and are not afraid with any terror. Verse 7, husbands likewise dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel physically, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers may not be hindered. Let me read verse 7, but in the NLT. In the same way, you husbands must give honor to your wives. Treat your wife with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Treat her 
as you should, so your prayers will not be hindered. Whoo! Man! Challenge accepted. So he tells the wives, you know what the best way to get your way is? Submit. Win them over. Submit. You can look pretty on the outside. That's great. But when you use your grace and your beauty on the inside, you'll win him over. Don't worry about if he's right or wrong. Just win him over. I, I believe submission is that powerful that it, it's able to move mountains. But likewise, he tells the husbands something very key. Now, normally in church culture, it, the, the wife is the focus in submission. Now, that's true. But it's not balanced by verse 7. When he tells the husbands, in the same way, you husbands must give honor. You must give honor to your wives. Treat your wife with understanding. So honor, understanding. She may be weaker than you, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Treat her as you should, so your prayers will not be hindered. You want prayers answered, husband? Or, or person in authority, then treat the people under, treat them like this, with honor, with understanding, and as equals. <laughs> that is so good. That is so good. Let me read you verse 5, this key verse as well. This is how the holy women of old made themselves beautiful. They put their trust in God and accepted accepted the authority of their husbands. They weren't forced. They weren't, you know, they, they weren't forced to accept. They accepted on their own the authority of their husbands. And again, what's authority? Blessings for you. A voice for you. Freedom. Not control. It's not oppression. Here is the, here is the kingdom transaction, right? Those two cars again, they're in the road, and they're going to merge soon. Here's the transaction there. Trust. The tra transaction of trust has to happen. I trust you, Father, and I'll obey you if you think that's the right way. I'll go to the cross. I trust you. Father goes ahead, and they get to the destination. And the Father says, I exalt you, my son. It's the same way with God-appointed authority in our life. For husbands, for pastors and leaders, it is the same exact way. You yield for the authority, obey, and they should praise you, exalt you, and give you credit. Amen? First Peter, you know, reading Peter recently, he talks a lot about this stuff. First and second Peter, I recommend it. First Peter uh, chapter 5. Again, with the uh, uh, God-appointed authority. We're still in this topic of God-appointed authority in our lives. 1 Peter chapter 5, from verse, verse 1 through 6, it says, And now a word to you who are elders in the church. I too am an elder. This is Peter. 
I too am an elder and a witness to the sufferings of Christ. And I too will share in his glory when he is revealed to the whole world. That's still going to happen. As a fellow elder, I appeal to you, care for the flock that God has entrusted to you. Watch over it willingly. This is, again, God appointed authority and then the, and the person under authority. Watch over it willingly, not grudgingly, not for what you will get out of it, but because you are eager to serve God. Don't lord it over the people assigned to your care, but lead them by your own good example. How can I get people to submit to me? By being like Jesus, by being like what Peter says. And when the great shepherd appears, you will receive a crown of never ending glory and honor. Praise the Lord. In the same way, you who are younger. Again, look, the authority, now the person under it. In the same way, you who are younger must accept all that word again. You must accept it. Why? Because submission is a volunteer position. You must accept, accept the authority of the elders. And all of you dress yourselves in humility as you relate to one another. For God opposes the proud. There it is. But gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God. And at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. Wow, the responsibility there for the authority figure. Listen to what he says to the authority figure, the husband or the elder or the pastor, the leader of the church. He says, care for the flock that, I, that God has entrusted. Watch over them willingly. Not for what you will get out of it, but because you're eager to serve God. Don't lord it over the people assigned to your care, but lead them. By your own good example. How can I get people to submit to the God-pointed authority? I have to be like Jesus. I have to be like God. I have to empower. I have to release. I have to give a voice. I have to give freedom. But I have to lead spiritually. And I have to protect. And I have to stand in the front. Who gets all the arrows? A person in the front. Who gets all the glory? When they win, the person in the back. Giving credit to those people. You don't lord over it, but you care by being a good example. Then people will volunteer to follow. Just volunteer. I'll follow. That guy, that girl, my husband. God appointed authority. And the last thing, and in short... Submit to each other, the Bible says. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20. I'm almost done here. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20 and 21 says, And give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And further, further than thanking, submit to one another out of reverence, Christ. Look at, uh, we're a family in Jesus, amen? So when we submit to each other, that's like a, a peer-to-peer thing, right, in relation. 
The Bible says, don't go after your own interests, but for the interest of others. So we should almost be, no, no, you go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. No, no, you, no, you, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. Submitting to one another, loving, humbly serving each other. Amen? I believe that's how Holy Trinity is. I believe that's not how the Godhead is. They are just submitting to one another all the time. Do not submit to each other for your own sake, for your own gain. Do it for Jesus, it says. Do it out of respect for him. Put others first. Respect people, love others, and be humble. Yield the art of working together. Do not pull. Do not put yourself as a priority. Put God and others before yourself. Serve others. Husbands, honor your wives, love them. Wives, yield to your husband's authority. Trust God in your husband lives. Trust God in your husband. Trust the authority of your pastors and leaders that they would submit under God. Authorities submit under God fully. Lead by example. Yield your will to his. I believe the art of working together is two things. Humility and honor. The art of working together is humility Thank you for listening to the Grace and Love podcast. We pray that you are filled and encouraged by today's message. For more information about Grace and Love, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Grace Love Church. Make sure you check us out again next week. Thanks again, and God bless you.